listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Hey, ladies, welcome back. This is Carolyn Shuttlesworth with Nonstop Mom. Thank you so much again for joining me this week. Uh, If you're new to this podcast, make sure you check out nonstopmom.net. Got a new website up with a bunch of new things for you to be a part of. I've been doing declarations for the last few months uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on things that we need to confess, we need to declare over our family. So if you don't follow me yet on social media, uh, you can also find all of those declarations and you can get a nice um, PDF printout of the ones that I've been doing so far uh, when you go to my website for free. Just put in your name and email address and I'll be happy to get that right over to you. But thanks for joining me this morning. And um, the topic that I want to talk about is joy. You know, sometimes I feel like a lot of people kind of just brush that over and they get mixed up joy and laughter And when someone feels happy, because we know very well that there have been people uh, who have, you know, committed suicide and and tried to harm themselves because they weren't happy. But on the outside, they laugh. They may, you know, when I was thinking of of this podcast, I was thinking of Robin Williams because (laughs) he was one of my favorite in, in kid movies and stuff growing up. And no one would ever have known that he battled so much depression and he battled, um, you know, that heavy spirit enough to take his own life. I mean, nobody would have known that. And so, unfortunately, we had to find it out by him killing himself. He hung himself because he just felt like his life couldn't go on, but yet he made millions of dollars, which you would think would make people uh, happy and joyful. And he made millions of people laugh, but yet he took his own life because the enemy was able to destroy it and deceive him and, and, and show him that, you know, he wasn't good enough to keep going. There was nothing in his life good enough to keep going for. And another person who did that was, um, wasn't he like a food guy or a travel? I, I know his show. I never really watch it too much. But I think he traveled and would try food and it was Anthony Bourdain. I mean, you would think these people who are traveling the world, making millions of dollars, you know, famous, known, everywhere, would actually be joyful, but you have to realize happy and and laughing is not what joy is. It's not what joy is. There's two things uh, with joy, and I have learned over the years, and I've learned, you know, watching people and experiencing people's lives. There is uh, lasting joy and temporary joy. You've got to be able to hang on to that joy. Because joy is not just, you know, joy is a choice. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Joy is the result of having the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Um, And so that word indwelling there means to permanently, permanently present in someone's soul or mind to possess spiritually. It's a permanent uh, thing, joy. 
That's why I said lasting joy and temporary joy because people will, you know, you can try to fake joy, but that's not what joy is. Joy is is an attitude or a belief. It's an attitude or belief and it's a, it's a requirement as a fruit of the spirit and it comes from within. It's an internal view. So joy um, in, a, in a biblical context, it's not an emotion. It's based on something positive happening in life. It's, I mean, it's not based on that. It, joy is not based on um, something positive. And, you know, I kind of call that event joy, and I'll get to that in one second. But joy is an attitude of the heart or spirit. So when I say event joy, I'm talking about things like, you know, there's some people you know who are always uh, have to be doing something. You know what I mean? Like that's what gets them going. There's never like a moment in life where there's nothing going on. And it's not, you know, you have to know the difference there because I'm not talking about people who are like, you know, increasing in life and having that momentum but it's like it's almost like they can't sit still or just do nothing because then they're not happy so when I say event joy I mean like there's people that have to go from uh you know something that's always bringing attention to themselves rather than you know if there's something not going on they almost can't handle it so it's like people who always have to we constantly have to be moving We're buying a new house. We're buying a new house. Let's celebrate. We're buying a new house. We're having another baby. We're having another baby. We're having another baby. Um, And don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is there's people that find joy in the thing rather than it just residing in them. So if they, you know, sometimes people can't handle just being with themselves. It's like they always have to have somebody around. They always have to be doing something. They can't just like relax, sit at home, you know, or not have somebody around them. It's like an event joy. Always have to have family gatherings. We always got to have a party. We always got to have this. We always got to be putting on something uh, or new things. You know, new things make them happy. It's like uh, someone who gets a car every three months, you know. It's like your car is fine. You don't need to get a new one to show it off, to be, you know – So don't get confused with me talking about momentum and, you know, moving up levels and the blessing of God. It's just people like that. It's almost like they um, they don't survive like that's what they find joy in. They find joy in the things they find joy of that moment. They find joy of the praise they're getting. They find joy in that. Like I said, the event joy. I've seen it too much where somebody always has to be having that um, thing happening. That's always like a congratulatory thing towards them. So new things, you got to go shopping, you you know, there's never a dull moment. There always has to be, I'm finding something for myself and this and that, and I find joy in doing this. But you have to have, understand that joy has to be there regardless if something major is going on in your life that's so fantastic, or if you're literally just sitting on the couch, relaxing and, and you know, taking self-care for yourself. Joy is something that stays inside of you because um, it's something that it's a requirement as a Christian to have. Joy, as we know in the word of God, equals our strength. So without strength, we are 
literally a fish flopping out of water. There's nothing good for us without strength. We know what it is to be weak. We can't open something. We can't lift something. We can't do something. You know, you have to say no to something when you're not strong that needs strength. So the devil is going to come after your joy because we know in many verses about joy being a first a requirement. This is why it's a requirement. We have to have strength, strength. You know, I, 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 I teach a message on not struggling. And I understand that there is the good fight of faith because, listen, we are not meant to struggle from the things that God redeemed us from. People will come to me and argue with me, and, and we have to realize persecution is different than the struggling I'm talking about. We are not to go from crisis to crisis, failure to failure, struggle to struggle. My Bible, which is also your Bible, because it's the same Bible, needs to be read properly. And it's from favor to favor, grace to grace. Bible says, and these signs will follow you who believe. You will lay hands on the sick and see them recover. You will cast out devils. You have to have that power and strength. You can't be in a crisis and in a struggle and think you're going to get out of it. The enemy is going to have your hands tied and you're going to be weak. So I'm going to give you um, two, two ways, two reasons the devil comes after your joy. Number one, we know in Nehemiah 8.10, it says that um, uh, the enemy comes after our strength. Oh, goodness, I thought I had this pulled up. Hold on one second. Nehemiah 8.10, and um, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So we know that... Um, the devil's coming after that because it's our joy. So the joy of the Lord is our strength in Nehemiah 8.10, it says. And so joy stolen is what? I mean, we all know simple math. If the joy is taken away, then that means our strength is sapped. Laughing doesn't equal joy. We have to remember that. You can see your friends. You can see people going, having the worst marriages of their life, having, uh, dealing with problem children. You know, they're fired off their job and they come around you and they cover it up with a laugh. But we got to make sure that children of God and people around us understand that we need lasting joy, the spirit of joy that we need to have inside of us. And so the joy of the Lord is our strength and the enemy tries to steal our joy. And if he steals our joy, he steals our strength. How can we do anything? How can we have a good job? How can we parent well if, if our strength is sapped? You know, how can I be a good wife? You know, the devil goes after that because... When he gets you to a place of being tired, if, if your faith needs to kick in for something, you're believing for a financial miracle, you're believing for um, a, a healing in your body, you know, you're believing for a salvation of a family member, and you're kicking in and you're praying and you're fasting and your faith you know, is rising, but if you're tired and your strength is gone, 
your faith is going to be diminished because you're not going to have that fight in you. You're not going to have that 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 go and after that fortitude to fight the enemy, to stand up against him, to get into the word of God. You're not going to have it. And so he knows if he can go after your joy and get you to not have joy. And listen, ladies, you know, we need to make sure that isn't it is an internal thing because we set the tone for our home, whether you're married or not, you're single mom, you're listening, you know, you're taking care of your kids, you set the tone for the day. You know, that's why I encourage you. You know, some people are, might be different and they start their reading at night when they get in bed. For me, I wake up early, I set my alarm, I get up and do my reading and um, anything like that, anything for myself, my reading, my praying, my working out, I'll do that in the morning. Uh, before the kids get up because one I homeschool and so once I get that started we like to start by a certain time and once I get that plugged in for the day that's my main focus so by the time school ends I'm not really excited to go and run or anything like that you know and then I've got stuff for the ministry working on home stuff you know constantly doing stuff so in the morning when it's quiet and it's my downtime, that's when I start my day with the Word of God because I want to set that day. You know, sometimes my kids, I mean, 99% of the time my kids wake up fine, but every once in a while, more likely my son, you know, might be grumpy or something like that. And if I am already starting in on them at so early in the morning because I haven't had my chance to get my fill of the word of God, you know, the tone will be set for the rest of the day. People start getting annoyed. Um, nobody is happy. And so stealing our joy, not having our joy, uh, is going to set the tone for that day. And I want to make sure I'm setting the proper tone for my husband, for my children, you know, if you're a single lady and you've got roommates, you know, you we have to realize this whole, we are so powerful um, as human beings, as, as women of God. We are so powerful. We can change the atmosphere by our reaction, by what we say. But if we don't have that joy uh, that lives inside of us that I talked about an everlasting joy, a joy that's an attitude of the heart or spirit, that fruit of the spirit, joy. You know, like I said, joy is not happiness. Joy is not laughter. It comes from within. It soothes even the most sorrowful situations. Only joy can do that. Only joy can do it. It's a supernatural thing. It's a fruit of the spirit. It's a supernatural thing. It is of the spirit. And we have, we are so powerful to be able to have that and to be able to change any situation around us. So one, the devil comes after our joy because he wants to steal our strength with no strength. You know, the enemy is going to be so nervous of you if you have never ending strength. Think about that. You, you will have him on the run. He won't be like, you know, constantly after you. You will have him on the run from your family, from your kids by living in that everlasting joy because it's everlasting strength. Think of it that way. Proverbs 17 says, Merry heart doeth good like a medicine. 
it is medicine to our, that joyful heart is medicine to our body, strength to our bones. It is medicine to our, our, our very inner being. It, it's a supernatural medicine that flows in our body that helps with, you know, when you're strong, you're healthy. When you're strong, you're full of faith. When you're strong, you can't be tripped up. When you're strong, you don't believe the lies of the enemy. When you're strong, uh, certain situations can't, can't change your atmosphere. They can't change your demeanor. So you make the enemy nervous when you live in joy because it's, an, it, it's like an, a never-ending strength that he can't break the barrier down. And number two, the devil hates for you to have the everlasting joy that I'm talking about because he wants to steal the revelation of the word from you. You can't let the cares of this world choke you. When your joy is gone, the revelation of God's word stops working. Think about that. When your joy is gone, the revelation of God's word stops working. If you look at Psalm 1611, it says, You will show me the way of life, granting me joy of your presence and pleasures of living with you forever. The cares of this world, things that don't even really matter, that people can make a big deal about. That is why I shut down what people in this society say about my parenting, about my marriage, about anything that the Word of God, which already has given, which you, you know, who've listened to me for a while know that I say, the Bible is our instruction manual. If we never pick it up, we're never going to know what the instructions are for our life and how to handle different situations. He's already given us every example, every story, every way out of anything a trap the enemy has set for us, the way we're supposed to go, how we're supposed to do it, who's our guide. He's given all of that to us. So when people, you know, don't really fully get the idea that we need to read the instruction manual of our life, you know, you can't just go to church on Sunday and think that's what's going to fill you up. You're not going to last. By Monday, if the only time you're in the presence of God is on Sunday, by Monday, I mean, I'm not even going to give you till Wednesday, by Monday, you're already depleted. You're already depleted. That, I mean, some churches are just so short nowadays, that one to two hours that you're there is barely going to get you out of Sunday, let alone into Monday. You've got to understand what the word of God says about each situation. This is why people argue with me about living a struggle life and, you know, the journey is going to be rough and this and that. And I'm not talking about persecution, but they're talking about, you know, uh, being tripped up. And, and some people truly believe, you know, God's teaching you a lesson. You know, he's got to beat you up before he fixes you up. And I mean, like, seriously, if people really just uh, said out loud some of the things they believe in their head or they've heard and they're like, mm, yeah, that really sounds good. 
good, they'd realize it sounds actually really stupid. You know, understand the nature of our Heavenly Father. And so he's given us this deposit of joy because he knows it equals our strength and we can be against anything. You know, marriages, I understand it takes both people, but somebody, you know, who's having a struggling marriage, somebody's got to be the one to take the initiative. And, you know, you've got women who are like, it's my husband's job. My husband, my husband needs to do this. My husband needs to take the first step. It's him. It's him. You know, and then you got husbands saying the same things about wives. But, you know, I just tell my kids this because one of them always has to one-up each other and nobody wants to give in and then they start copying each other. And I'm like, well, who's going to end it? Who's going to be the last person? Who's going to be the person to put the big girl pants on and be like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll start it. I'll start this so it can go in a good direction. So we have to remember that the joy of the Lord can change any situation. There's no situation in life that God can't get us out of. Nothing, nobody, nobody. I don't care if they are drug addicts and, you know, they are in so deep. There is nobody in this world that God can't save them from their situation. So people who are battling bad marriages, difficult kids in the moment, There is nothing, I repeat, nothing that God can't um, get you out of that situation. But you can't let the devil steal your joy because if he steals your joy, he steals the fight. He steals the fight that's in your eyes. You know, we got to get our faith fight back. It says fight the good fight of faith. We are no good if we're weak. Are you believing for healing in your body? Sickness, sickness and disease to, to die now if you're battling something right now. I mean, anyone who's listening who keeps going through miscarriages, I mean, stay in the joy. Praise the Lord. Trick the enemy. He's expecting you to fall on the floor crying. He's expecting you to look weak. He's expecting you to, to dull down your faith. When you get a bad report, praise the Lord. Thank him for what he's already done and is doing in your life. Don't let the emotion, you know, women can be so emotional. And don't let that emotion override the joy. Don't let it override the joy. Joy is an anointing. It says in Hebrews 1.9, you love justice, hate evil. Therefore, O God, your God has anointed you pouring out the oil of joy on you more than anyone else. It is an anointing in our life. Like I've just read in Psalm 1611, in his presence is joy. We have to stay in his presence. Like I said, you can't just go to church on Sunday and it be okay. Constantly in his presence. And I've taught on this before in other podcasts. Your faith, your joy, all of it is building barriers around you. Building, it's building a wall of protection around you. Keep up the barrier 
of faith and joy and peace and love and self-control. Keep the fruit of the spirit as walls around you, your family, your kids, your husband. Keep that up. So when the enemy comes knocking, (laughs) I just, you know, was thinking of this, all the barriers you have up are surrounding you. Like I just mentioned, when the enemy comes knocking, it's so thick around you. You don't even hear him. You don't even hear him. It becomes so ridiculous and you become so much smarter than the enemy. You don't even hear him. Um, in 1 Thessalonians 1.6, it indicates that joy is associated with God, the Holy Spirit, and that the righteousness and peace and joy is in the Holy Spirit. Romans 14.17, and it finds source in God. As even the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit in Acts 13.52. The Holy Spirit and joy are together. They work together. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. He is our guide. He is our help. He's not here to embarrass us. Of course, we know people... There's Christian, goofy Christian people out there that make the Holy Spirit look like he's a weirdo. It makes it they make uh, they make, you know, these goofy Christians over spiritualize everything, overthink everything, make, you know, make themselves look like nuts. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman, a gentleman who is smart the Holy Spirit is a gentleman who is full of wisdom. I mean, it's a direct contact with Jesus, the Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is not goofy. He's not a weirdo. He doesn't make us look strange. We're not supposed to look disheveled. We're not supposed to just blurt out anything and blame it on the Holy Spirit like we're so super spiritual. So when someone's full of the Holy Spirit, listen, you'll know it because they have it together. They look presentable. They look like somebody you want to get something from. They're full of wisdom. They're full of the word. They are known by their fruit. Okay? They're known by their fruit. They're not known by their nuts. (laughs) I was just thinking of the word nuts because there are Christians out there who are absolutely nuts. And so we have to realize the Holy Spirit, you know, because if you're listening to this, you're like, I've never been filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know what that is. It's nothing crazy. It's a requirement. It's our guide in life that's going to get us to the path, down the path, through the path that God's created for us. You know, in Jeremiah, it says, I have and know the plans for you plan so you can prosper, that you can live in health. So he only wants good for you. He has a great desire for you. And we have to realize that we need to be full of the the lasting joy, not the temporary happiness, not the temporary joy, not the joy that we think it is that that's done through things happening around us, good reports all the time. You have to keep that joy whether you get a good report or a bad report because that's what joy is. Joy is an attitude of the heart or spirit. 
So what's in your spirit, what you fill your spirit up with, when you get squeezed, that's what's going to come out. So you fill it. You get in that presence of God. You fill it with joy. You fill it with joy no matter what. So when you get a bad report or something troublesome feels like it's coming your way, you know how to handle it. You know how to handle it. You're not tripped up by it. You're not, you know, hit sideways from it where you don't, it's unexpected. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So when you get something, see something, hear something that you, you know, doesn't line up with the word of God, you're not happy about, you know, it's not from God. You have the joy of the Lord to, to win the battle because it's your strength. Thank you so much for sticking around with me this week. I love you all so much. I've gotten some new topics that people have written in in the last couple of weeks, so I'm going to be working on those. Please send them in to me. I love to hear from you. I want to know what you want to hear about. Um, if there's anything that's in your mind, um, anything that you have questions about, you can reach out to me on Instagram. Uh, my name is Carolyn Shuttlesworth on Instagram, or you can find me on Facebook. Uh, nonstop mom and make sure you're a part of the private Facebook group in the private Facebook group more happens Uh, sometimes I tend to post more I'll go live in there I'll put up gift cards I do giveaways I love to just bless you give you guys things that you want um, because that makes me happy I find joy in giving and so I want you to be a part of that Uh, so if you have liked the Facebook page but you haven't clicked at the top to join group. Make sure you do that today and I'll talk to you next week. Love you guys. Have a great weekend.